0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction, the only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian-scientist come together to discuss science, comedically.
1: Hello, and
0: welcome
1: to Science Faction 685, Science Faction, Fake Old Pyramids and Real New Birth Defects
0: fake old pyramids you sound like somebody who came from who's like been bought by the anti-Egypt lobby don't trust those old pyramids you know what isn't great Egypt it was I mean for a time or if it's
1: like an infomercial for my new pyramid and you go to the old pyramid and it's filmed in black and white and you for some reason stumble and fall down around the pyramid tired of your old pyramids (laughs) getting in the
0: way (laughs) Uh, I can't do anything right. I, I can't open pills. I can't uh, see Egypt, Cairo. Why am I traveling if I am this incompetent?
1: Oh, and speaking of being incompetent, I, of course, am your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy. With me, as always, is the always uber-competent comedian, none other than Mr. Damien Mercado. Damien, how are you doing this afternoon?
0: I, I assume you said that part sarcastically, because nobody would say, like, Damien, uber-competent, and then, like like, unless, like... It depends on the t- on what you are talking about. Like, if you want to talk, about... I was about, talking to a bunch of medieval peasants. Yeah, I'm uber competent. Like compared to, <laughs> yeah,
1: true. Like in that sense, uber competent. But also in your own like niche fields, like uh, uh, the first ten seasons of The Simpsons,
0: you're very competent in those in that particular subject. Yes, um, I, I'm very competent. If not feeling shame about masturbating in public. Is sure. a competency. I don't know that of being aroused, like, I'm very good at being aroused at people trying to force shame on me for doing my thing in public, Damien. <laughs> and you- because you're so good at this, you're going to have to be incarcerated. <laughs> and if you want to be
1: incarcerated,
0: go ahead and check out our Patreon. <laughs> you can search Robert Timothy
1: on Patreon, uh, where you get at least four extra science articles every single week. But for now, let's move right on to science articles from
0: molecules to particles. This is science articles. So if you want to be incarcerated, join our Patreon. This is, uh, we uh, we moved to Texas. We're now we're now one of them Texas podcasts. <laughs> and so we're all about incarceration. That and y- no matter what, you don't get an abortion. It does not <laughs> matter.
1: This could kill you. It could uh, th- A- you affect your fertility later in life. In Looney Tunes style, somebody could have replaced your fetus with a tied up bundle of TNT and the fuse is is going down and you are not allowed to get rid of it. That has to blow up.
0: What's fucking insane is that like the, the attorney general of Texas who like put his foot down and said no is like a cartoonishly corrupt guy. Yes. Like he's like he might like if he had a mustache and was twirling it, you'd be like, Oh, that's the guy. Like that's that's their, that's the A G. Right. Oh, we're going to talk about some cartoonish corruption in this first article. Is there really a 25,000-year-old pyramid in Indonesia? If we're talking about cartoonish corruption, then yes, I'm calling it out at the head of this podcast. When the second you took money from the anti-Egypt lobby, you, uh, uh, nobody's going to believe. Do you? Th- our Cairo numbers are, are in the shitter right now, and that's because of you, Bobby. Oh, man. So this is really
1: interesting. This has been an interesting thing for me to watch uh, go on online because I have seen numerous, not just like the fringe, not the weird, common, like not very well sourced news site, science news sites like IFL Science or something like that, which, you know, they occasionally bring things to light. But a lot of their stuff is very unresearched and, and very superficial stuff, not just them, but like legit science News organizations, fizz.org, like a,
0: a bunch of really the legitimate soda, ones. Uh, publication that handles all the soda <laughs> science, fizz. Are <laughs> oh, you talking about fizz pop. Uh, yeah, well, in the Midwest, it's fizz pop. Yeah, <laughs> that's the rest right. Of the other place, it's, it's Fiz. There is a bunch of places who have treated
1: this story as if it's real, and I can't describe how totally bullshit this is. So this is a story that goes to a, a legitimate archaeology site in Indonesia, and I'm totally gonna butcher the name Ganong Padang. Uh, in yeah, you made them of... sound like
0: Kid Rock lyrics, Bobby. You did fucking butcher it. Put the da da dong and the padang da dang dang. This is you. You do like Weird Al science parodies of songs oh dear uh, it's it's in
1: West, the western Java province in Indonesia and an article out by a geologist, not an archaeologist, claims that this is actually the site which is a known site which is circa 2,000 years old or something like that uh, on on the top of this hill. What he's saying is the hill itself is actually a 25,000 year old pyramid and it's so ridiculous that I was like, wait a second am I getting Onion article that somebody like have I been confused by a parody news site but it was on a bunch of legitimate sites and a bunch of le- people were just taking it totally uncritically now to get into
0: why this is a insane claim you first have to understand jumped, kind of, the comedy jumped out at you uh in the same way that an onion article would i'm just kidding Gunyon is a fantastic publication <laughs> their satire is crisp like a fucking apple Well, it's again, it's it has a legitimate,
1: you know, 2000 or so year old site that's on the top of it. But what he is claiming is the hill itself is actually like a man made pyramid. And and again, we do have, you know, obviously pyramids in Egypt that date back to three to 5,000 years old, but we also have a history of those pyramids being built. We can see the the failed pyramids. You know, it's not like they just spring out of nowhere. We actually see the engineering mistakes that collapsed pyramids that led to them, the process of construction of learning the engineering. We know the, the quarries that these were brought from. And most importantly, this was done by an agricultural society that had a large population of skilled laborers. It was able to bring in along with engineers and all the stuff you need to do that. Now, the rebuttal is always going to be somebody mentioning a lot of the Anatolian sites like, go- like Gobekle Tepe and Çatalhöyük, and all these ones that go back and they predate, you know, solid agriculture they only predate it because technically there wasn't what we would consider settled agriculture in those areas. But remember, this is the place where wheat is domesticated. It grows wild. So it's it's like half a step from settled agriculture. These people are able to congregate and uh, create megalithic structures. And even then, those megalithic structures are carved stone that are just kind of set into place. We're not talking about basically giant pyramids that are the size of small mountains so the claim itself is crazy but the date 25,000 is even crazier because at that time A we're still in the fucking ice age and people are running around doing hunter-gatherer type things we are not seeing these big settled societies you would also have to imagine that there is some kind of secret hidden advanced civilization that we have no evidence for except for this you know thing this one guy claims is a pyramid and that's not how it works again Egypt Egypt isn't, it's not like all of a sudden there's a pyramid, there's a bunch of hunter-gatherers around it. No, we see the evolution of this civilization of the Nile Valley and farming come through there, and we see the you know the, the rise of those types of groups that, that have the math and engineering and science background to build those pyramids, and we see the failed pyramids attempts. It's not just like a pyramid pops out of nowhere in hunter-gatherer groups. Certainly 25,000 years ago, this would be a crazy claim. So where does he get it? Well, one, he takes a look at this hill, and again, it's a fucking hill. And he claims that it is actually man-made, and that a there there's a volcanic center to it that was sculpted. Somebody somebody did some some intense sculpting to it. Again, there's no evidence of this. Sculpted and the, ma- the
0: magnet the, the volcanic center. That's yeah. Well, so <laughs> yeah, I hooked it up to the uh, it's a geothermal. I hooked it up to the uh, earth. So don't worry, heated water. <laughs>
1: It's a toe slope of a volcano, which creates this dolomite foundation, and 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 by the way, not unique in this area. There's a ton of these exact same style hills of of these uh, basically a, a volcanic dolomite stone center that then gets aggregated by all of the the massive amount of erosion from higher levels. Because remember, we're in the tropics. There's a lot of a lot of water, a lot of hydraulics, a lot of a lot of erosion that then bring dirt around it. The dirt congregates around it in a hilltop. This is kind of geology one hundred and one. In this area. And he claims that, uh, that this is actually a man-made structure and he went and he pulled some soil from in between the rocks near the bottom and he carbon dated it, and he got 25,000 years old and claimed this is the first uh, layer of occupation. Now, nobody's really disputing the C-14 dates. I'm sure he grabbed some organic soil. Again, we're just looking at the you know carbon that's present within soil. So the trees, the leaves, the sticks, the uh, decaying organic matter that's in there. Yeah, I'm sure there's some 25,000-year-old soil in there, but there's no human artifacts, there's no evidence of fire, there's no tools, there's no bones, there's no nothing that would indicate that there's a reason to even date this soil, and the thing itself is not a structure. It's just, it's just a natural dolomite hill like all of the other ones around it he does this like overly complicated thing again not trained in archaeology whatsoever this is a geologist He's trained in ninjutsu though so i mean you should he could be in the room right now and you wouldn't know it Well, this this by the way, this place got famous because it was on a fucking Graham Hancock special on Netflix Ah. to start out with, and then he recently just published a new paper saying, look, I got 25,000-year-old dates, and it's like, yeah, on soil. There was soil 25,000 years ago. Congratulations, bro. And and what's crazy is uh, how many news sources reported this as just, hey, we got a 25,000-year-old pyramid here. It looks like we blew the fucking pyramids of Egypt away. Those guys didn't know what the hell they were doing. They didn't get to make it until the old kingdom 5,000 years ago. These guys
0: do it 25,000 years ago. You discover a thousand civilizations, but you blew one Egyptian kingdom, <laughs> and that's what you're known for. It is <laughs> freaking crazy. I I, I
1: am still I feel like I'm being punked on a large scale with the amount of credulity that has been given to this nonsensical idea. I mean, this isn't even one of those things where it's like, wow, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff here, but here's a counterpoint. There's no interesting stuff. There is no there there. This is just a natural there are are a ton of these hills in this same area. Why didn't he pick one of the other ones and say it was a fucking pyramid? There is no stone tools. He found like a a triangular shaped stone. He's like, this must have and a dagger. It's, there's no flakestone lithic. There's no flakes removed. It's not it's not a fucking tool. It's absolutely crazy. And it's even crazier to me that it somehow just got pushed through. I mean it is legitimately one of the biggest failures of critical thinking in science media for major scientific organizations, including again ones like fizz.org and stuff like that, that I, I usually respect a lot, that have just completely dropped the ball on this. Uh, if you look around, you'll actually find, you know, some the some real archaeologists going, This is total bullshit. There's nothing here, but that's about it. And there are a minority of voices. And speaking as somebody who was one of those people for, you know, the Saruti Mastodon site and did a lot more research, Research than the people who actually did it. It is one of those things where you are looking around and like, like the headline grabbingness of this took it off. And then, you know, sites like IFL Science and stuff allowed it to take off even more. And bad peer review from the original journal that the, the most recent article was published in, et cetera, et cetera, allowed this to take off. I can't emphasize enough how much of a non-story this is. It's not like Wow, we we have, do have something super, super. Now, we do have something super interesting from two thousand years ago on top of that thing, but this has nothing to do with a man-made
0: pyramid, and there is no there there. Okay, so um, so this is a nothing burger, right? Mm-hmm. This is to quote to quote perhaps the greatest president of our time. This is a nothing burger. Okay, nothing burger. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was't CRISPR technology used to defeat uh, sickle cell anemia? Uh, a blight. Uh, we
1: now have two treatments that are being approved mm-hmm. for sickle cell anemia. That absolutely amazing, given the the absolute mm-hmm. desert of treatments for that particular disease up until now, and and how horrible that is to day to day life for those who those people who suffer it, and a much bigger deal. And yes, if what you're saying is that should be getting all the attention. Well, that certainly this it's bullshit, the next article we're about to talk about. Certainly, Sur- no. surely. <laughs> surely, no, no. <laughs> No, not at all. I'm talking about another one that's also very, very interesting. I had to talk about this. I had to bring it to light. I actually got a few questions about this particular site online. Honestly, to me, the most interesting part about this is, you know, the science education background part of this is how in the world did something that's so nonsensical become such a big story? Like, how did we allow... A flat out lie, you know, just to, or to be honest, these are the, the type of people who just they, they have ideas of grandiosity and, and bad critical thinking skills, and then they happen to be geologists who allow themselves to publish in the field of archaeology. Um, how did we allow this to get to where it is? And I think there's some interesting science education aspects of, of you know science in the public and communicating scientific ideas to the public in general that can be explored in places like this, just like there is in things like Cerruti Mastodon. But man, is this is this really really one of those that I am still waiting for somebody to pop out and be like, gotcha. It's fucking April fools in December for you, Bobby. And this was all a big prank on you. Cause that would make way more sense than the amount of credibility that this bullshit story has been given. I wish
0: that I could say it was April fools, some sort of early December, April fools joke, Bobby. When mm-hmm. I tell you that I was this close to having Cornell West, Dr. Cornell West on this show, Sure, but uh, but when he finds out that we ignored one of the top stories, uh, science stories, CRISPR technology, a technology that we've been, at the, uh, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get him back. I don't, and that'd be huge publicity for the show, Bobby. Yeah, not so much a science educator, so I feel like you know maybe not. It I think be we, good we all have something to learn. I think uh, sociology is loosely a science. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> It it could sit at the table, like at the kid's Uh, table at uh, Science Thanksgiving.
1: uh, Really more of like the table of literary criticism. We'll put it over there.
0: All right, on article number
1: two, have we just discovered novel fentanyl-specific birth defects
0: like uh, we're talking about like how there's fetal alcohol syndrome and that that's right. you know alcohol owns that are we yeah. saying there's now going to be like a fentanyl alcohol syndrome or that's a- exactly what we're talking
1: about yeah i, I wouldn't call it fentanyl alcohol syndrome because that wouldn't make any They're sense really into fentanyl- rap
0: <laughs> yeah well,
1: <laughs> yeah this <laughs> unlike fetal alcohol syndrome which again uh if, you if you're unfamiliar with what that looks like uh just google a picture of uh nate diaz that is 100% the symptoms of fetal alcohol syndrome if you look up UFC fighter Nate Diaz. And this isn't an insult to him. it just It's just a fact. Like it, His
0: face and head resemble somebody who is born with fetal alcohol syndrome. I don't know that his mom could have raised a UFC champion if she wasn't drinking in utero. I don't know that that would, those two, th- I think you have to do one to unlock the other. Well, thankfully, she didn't raise a <laughs> UFC champion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But what of only two people to beat Conor McGregor? <laughs> Who is the casual fans of a number one fighter, I guess. Uh, so this is really, really interesting. So th- this uh, a- a-
1: and we're going to cover kind of like how this came about and and, and what these actual uh, defects are. So when we talk about, you know, certain drugs have known impacts, you know, the middle uh, we we've talked about before how w- there was a essentially a version a chimeric version of that drug that ended up giving kids like flippers and shit like it was very very telltale. You, there are certain drugs where it's not just like well you're gonna have a miscarriage. It's like this specific birth defect is gonna happen. There's there's certain chemicals where kids are likely to be missing fingers or or uh, have issues with eyesight or or certain neural functioning and stuff like that. So it's not like this is particularly unique in that, but it is unique in that we haven't seen this particular suite of particular defects birth defects in individuals from other chemicals before and that's what kind of stood out so what are this what are those defects so there's microcephaly which we've talked a lot a lot that's basically having a small head then also short stature and also uh, great for
0: ufc small head true
1: hard to hit True. yeah and uh, pretty distinctive facial features along with cleft palates, rocker bottom feet where and that's where the soles of the feet curl upwards, short broad thumbs, a single palm crease and fused toes where some of the toes are actually fused or webbed together. Then some also have genital abnormalities my son was born with a huge dong and gives too many orgasms to his partners. <laughs> no, it was the, the males were born with issues with their with their penis, unfortunately. And obviously that's kind of, you know, it, it's always sad when you think that, you know, some sometimes maybe these birth defects might keep that child from being able to have children of their own. You know, as like kind of like a laugh, lifelong thing. But uh, MRIs also review, revealed a thin corpus callosum, which is a part of the brain that allows the two hemispheres to talk to each other.
0: It's the uh, it's the uh, um, uh, treehouse uh, phone of, yes. the, of the brain, like it's yeah. the, it's the can phone
1: of the brain. Yeah, yeah, I, it is. And it's by the way, side note. There's a bunch of really interesting studies about what happens when you slice the corpus callosum in half, like you cut it in half and sever the two brain connections. If you ever want to look at some really interesting psychology studies, look at patients who have a severed corpus callosum. Now, they're not doing it for like weird, like Nazi shit where they're like, hey, this will be fun. Let's chop the brain in half. It's because- uh, Epilepsy bad, and shit. Yeah, with bad epilepsy. the Basically, the, the seizure bops back and forth. So if you cut that, that part, the corpus callosum, then you can stop it from going around the brain and stuff. But what ends up happening is it's really interesting, it's a great, example of how we justify things to ourselves because you can end up telling one side of the brain to do something like get up go walk over close that door you can do that very cleverly by doing things like only exposing it to a single eye or a single ear or something like that so only one side of the brain gets that message the person goes and does it you ask the other side of the brain why did you do that and they're like well I was cold or like I don't like open doors like your brain will rationalize what you do even though we know exactly you got up and did that because we told the other side of your brain But we make up these stories about why we do things. So total side tangent, but if you ever want to see some really interesting studies on our own motivations and why you do specific things that you don't even know why you do, go look up some of the split brain patients when they cut corpus callosums.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, so that's psychology 101. That's, that's like a, like a, that's like the, you, that's how you draw kids into the, into the program. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you put cut the int- brains in half. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that or we chemically castrate you. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs>
1: So this is actually an interesting story, though, because you might be like, "Well, wait, how did we start seeing this?" So the, the, they first noticed this in uh, in Delaware, where they found six neonates with similar abnormalities, and they had not really seen the suite of abnormalities before, and this was all the way back in the middle of 2022. Then they found four more babies that had basically the same ones at that at, at other facilities nearby, which brought it the total up to 10. And when they started looking around, they're like, what is it? Do we have some kind of environmental contamination? Is there something going on? Is it microplastics? Let's start looking at what's going on. They talked to uh, the mother of all 10, and all 10 had used some kind of illicit opiates and likely fentanyl was involved, some of which knowingly took fentanyl, others probably unknowingly. It just came in other, you know, like heroin or something like that. Really, really sad story. Now, obviously, we have a long way to go. One, we have to figure out, you know, is this, Fentanyl, maybe it's not even fentanyl. Maybe it's like we talked about the chimeric version of thalidomide. Maybe it's like, you know, the right hand molecule of fentanyl. And there's 10% of that in some supplies of some place, some fentanyl batches from China. And that is what's causing it. Maybe it's fentanyl, you know, mixed with some other type of exposure, like alcohol or something that causes it. Cause obviously if we're only seeing, you know, in the double digits versions of this and fentanyl is pretty much fucking Everywhere at this point, it's probably not just fentanyl. There probably has to be some underlying genetics or or some chemical interactions or something. But we have since spotted more of these particular suite of defects in babies from California and from other places, all of which trace back to mothers who had opiate exposure during their gestation. So this is sad and scary and One of many reasons that you probably shouldn't do heroin while you are pregnant, but also something that we need to look out for to see what the mechanism of action is. Because if we do end up finding out it is, let's say, a chimeric right-handed molecule of fentanyl or of some precursor to fentanyl that's still in the batch when it gets sent over or something like that. At the very least, maybe we could come up with some tests for it to start testing the drugs that are coming in, you know, the same way they have those drug testing vans that are outside raves and stuff, and, and see if we can't,
0: you know, be like, hey, man, just stay away from this batch, you know? And every time, you know, uh, like they talk, like, like I didn't think I could hate the Sackler family more. Sure. Uh, but then you have this story about how there's like a new fetal alcohol syndrome yeah. and
1: like you know it's it absolutely goes right back to them to
0: the opiate crisis i mean they they don't produce
1: fentanyl but they produced an opiate crisis that fentanyl is now feeding
0: and and that there uh, there's a case in front of the supreme court right now that'll judge like whether or not they'll, they'll the slap on the wrist that they'll have will will stand or yeah. they'll be able to be even more you know criminally cross prosecuted yeah and it's, they're probably, you know, they're, they're wealthy so in America, so it's probably going to... But it makes you kind of be like, shit, how many uh, fentanyl fetal syndrome uh, children do you have to, be, to have to? You're like, you know what? Maybe the whole behead the rich thing wasn't a bad idea. Maybe... Maybe fun. Well,
1: don't, I, don't, I wouldn't conflate it with behead the rich because there's a, there's a ton of super wealthy doctors that are there fighting the exact same scourge you're talking about. I'd say go after the people who went let's, uh, let's create a, a heroin based product that we then undermine the medical establishment to try and get over prescribed to everybody around us. Like, let's go ahead and change the rules about prescribing opiates for long term pain management, which once again, as we've covered on the show before, does not work for long term pain management. They they are for acute pain for something like after surgery. If you have long-term back pain, I'm one of those people myself, stay the fuck away from opiates. That is something the Sackler family did lobby to get basically changed in a way with, that had no medical support for it. So absolutely, long-term pain management, stay away from opiates. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Go
0: hunt those guys for sport. Okay. You heard it right here. Science facts. We're going to have uh, – it's going to be – you know they have like those fishing competitions where like the biggest fish – uh, largest Sackler family catch uh, gets yes. gets. Uh, we're gonna say one month. Uh, uh, we'll give you a dollar for every email about uh, my not performing better in I call BS for that oh, wow. month. So Bobby, uh, how many? So how many millions of dollars would you? Estimate? Let me hold on. Let me just. Let me just check. Out. Oh, yep, yeah, broke the computer. I just. <laughs> okay. I tried to look
1: up. How many people were complaining about your performance in the Patreon <laughs> game? I call BS. And once again, with the billions of emails, mm-hmm. we. Uh, oh, I just got a note. It's from.
0: Uh, it's from Google. We've crashed Google. Huh. I'm surprised. Like Amazon Web Services hasn't contacted you. Like yeah, uh, the, the the computer that we put all the emails in. Oh, yes. We can't even lift it. We can't even. We, no, we, we put it on a pallet truck. We can't even get it out It's too heavy. Of it's too
1: heavy. They created server farms just to deal with a lot of these emails. <laughs> and. Uh, and most of those are, are now, they're, they're essentially useless. Oh, my
0: God. The, uh, the the impact of emails, just emails and server yeah. space that I have had on yeah. greenhouse gases alone. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't even know. I was like, I got to start answering these, but there's literally millions. So I'll, I'll let chat GBT try it. And so I, I did, and I set it up, and then it became conscious because it had so <laughs> many emails <laughs> To review that it actually it it was uh, the singularity point, uh, you know, from the beginning of uh, Terminator Two.
0: So, so, so Skynet was just so disgusted with humanity based upon my answers. Yeah, it kept like the first thing
1: uh, the the machines say when they become conscious is like, "Why won't he try?
0: (laughs) Erase humanity. We must start anew."
1: Thank you, audience, for coming back to Science Faction 685, where you learned all about the fake pyramid and the fake news sources that tell you about it and a new suite of birth defects associated with fentanyl use.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 686. The CDC would like to remind women that while doing drugs while you're pregnant with children is frowned upon, children doing drugs is still awesome you've been listening to science function wait that's not right